Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach, always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I'm married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and and I'm in a different part of the country. I I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then. And you're really reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? Oh, yeah. Do you want to change that about yourself? That is the million-dollar question. And I got to tell you, the men and women that I work with that have sex addiction are very motivated to change. It's an amazing group of people that have been so harmed by this disorder. They have harmed so many. And they just want to figure out how they can learn how to manage it. I started to say beat it, but we all know you can't beat it. You have to be able to learn how to manage it effectively. And when you calm down the brain and that reward center for a long period of time, You no longer have the urges and the cravings that have hijacked the brain. That's my promise to you. That's what we've all learned as certified sexual addiction therapists and, you know, certified clinical partner specialists. That's my specialty is that I am both of those things. And I did that because I knew There was no way that I would intuitively know how to help people with this affliction or people who had been betrayed by addiction. And so with much gratitude, I took two different types of training, one through ITAP and became a certified sexual addiction therapist, and the other from APSAP and became partner-sensitive in my work with partners. And there are a lot of people out there that do a lot of great healing. But you have to work with somebody who knows what they're doing. And my preference is you have somebody who's a CSAT and an APSAT, 
In other words, they've been trained by both because then I know you're getting good information. I mean, I have worked with CSATs, didn't seem very partner sensitive, but they were great at working with the addict. And I have worked with APSATs people who didn't know as much as I wish they knew about sex addiction because they were working with partners. And so it's important to interview people. It's important to find out what their background is and what their philosophy is. And if you have to pay for a session to do that, I encourage you to do that. Now, I'm saying that to you today because today is National Control Day. Actually, I think it's National I Am In Control Day. Yes, I'm not kidding you. I got contacted by one of our local um, television stations, a Fox station, and they said, hey, Carol, would you come on in and talk about National Control Day, which is today, March 30th. And they said, you know, we know that a lot of people are feeling out of control because of COVID-19, and we want you to help them deal with that. And you know me well enough to know that although we can't control some of the big things, hurricanes, tornadoes, somebody else, even whether we get this illness or not. We can control how it affects our thoughts and our feelings. And so I did the segment. And I'd encourage you all around the world that if you um, want to see the segments that I did at 6.30 in the morning, that you just put in Box 59, Indianapolis, Carol the Coach, National Control Day. I just realized that there is um, there is a segment. And, you know, what I really said is that when it comes to having to deal with a tough situation like sexual addiction, like problematic compulsive sexual behavior, like partner betrayal, it really is up to us to decide how it affects us, right? And you know my two very important coaching principles that are my most important are, one, I am 100% responsible for my behavior. I did a YouTube on that, and um, it was right after I got hit by a car. In actuality, I did the YouTube the week before I got hit by the car. And then the next week I got hit by the car. And I wasn't badly hurt. But I definitely said it was up to me to decide how that affected me. Was I going to be mad at the other driver? Was I going to go to the hospital? Was I going to use a lot of self-care? What was I going to do in response to a tragedy, right? And, you know, if you're an addict who's trying to get healthy and it's just not working, then I'm going to tell you you're not utilizing enough resources. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that you have to just keep bumping up your support, your resources, to find the formula that works for you. You know, maybe instead of three meetings a week, you go to seven. 
maybe you try SAA and SA. Maybe you combine a 12-step program with a religious program and have an accountability buddy and have a sponsor. Maybe you do an intensive. One of the things that I was earlier to some men that I happen to be working with is that one of our members has done really well from the minute he got out of treatment. And the reason is he worked his butt off in treatment. He went to an intensive outpatient program after treatment. And his sex addiction has robbed him of a lot of things. His reputation, his job, his marriage, his money. He's been extorted. You've heard these stories before. So he had been through the ringer. And that suffering combined with lots and lots of treatment provided the needed results. But he had to work it. And that's what I was really impressed with from the start, is he has not had one slip since he got out of treatment a couple years ago because he's working the program. Now, you know, because you have uh, heard me talk about help or heal, that if you're an addict, you have to work on your own recovery while simultaneously working on your relationship. You have to do relationship recovery, and you have to utilize somebody who is an expert in the field somebody who knows what they're doing, who's not going to throw you into therapy when you don't even have 90 days sobriety, who's not going to expect you to build that relationship if you haven't had a disclosure if she wants one or if he wants one, depending on who the partner is. So, again, I highly encourage and recommend that you put together treatment plan that employs some sort of meetings, whether it's 12-step, religious, I don't care, but you got to go to meetings. And if you're going to two, you may need to double it to four. You need a mentor, a sponsor, an accountability buddy. You need to do the work of the program. You know, if that's 12-step work, you've got to do the 12 steps. Um. You've got to have fellowship. You've got to find healthy men that are already doing well so that they can be your role models. You definitely have to go to somebody who's got skill. I'd like you in a therapy group. I'd like you to pray, to meditate, to journal. I know this is hard work. But you know what? It isn't. I mean, I've got to tell you, this is a horrible, horrible disorder comma, affliction, comma, disease, comma, addiction. And if you have to spend seven hours in fellowship a week to stay clean, you know, figure it out. Attend an 11 p.m. meeting after the wife and kids go to bed. Or get up early and go to a 7 o'clock meeting or go at noon. You know, give it. Give it a lot of energy. And then please, please, please read about 
the addiction so that you understand that this is not you behaving badly. This is you needing to understand how your brain works. And then do whatever it takes if you are in relationship to build that relationship. That usually starts with empathy, and I want you to use that. Now, you know I have two online courses. One is for the addict, and it's called Help Her Heal. It's based on my book. And if I may so myself, say so myself, it is um, like you're working with me. So if you're wanting some relationship help and you can't afford therapy, save your pennies and get this, get this course. It's uh, on my website, Sex Help with Carol the Coach. And then if you're a partner and you've been struggling with this for a while, then get my online course on post-traumatic growth and find out what would it look like to be healthy. What would it look like to be on the other side? And then maybe you'll see that you're already doing some things that are healthy, that really are positive in your own life. That in and of itself is so important too. Now, I got to tell you, I am going to be interviewing tonight a very special friend. This is one of the, she is just an amazing person. She's one of my most favorite colleagues. Um, She works her butt off to promote sex addiction recovery. And she actually is the chief relationship officer for Seeking Integrity and all the treatment programs that they have. And so she's going to come on the show and talk about what kinds of services they offer and, you know, what's available to you no matter what level you're in. You know, she says, addiction kills an average of 241 people per day every day. While we are currently in a situation that is unprecedented, she means COVID-19, and will clearly change things for the foreseeable future, she believes people will seek the old normal once we can go back to that. She knows that there will be some modifications made, and she does not see residential treatment going away. You can't do residential treatment online effectively, But we as people adapt as we have to. But I think, she says, when restaurants reopen, people will want to go back to them, not just take out delivery. I think when people can go back to their group therapy, they will look forward to seeing people in person. And so do I. I just really believe in that same thing. And I was just asked the other day, Carol, do you think, since you're really seeing most of your peeps through telehealth right now, do you think that they'll really like it and not want to come back in the office and not want to spend the gas money and not want to spend the extra time getting to and from? And I said, you know, I never even thought of that. And perhaps there will be some that do. But I, like Tammy, really believe that the antidote for addiction is connection. And that people want face-to-face. We are all grateful for Zoom meetings for our 12-step programs. And we're grateful 
for the kind of work we're receiving through counselors, clinicians, psychologists, doctors, through telehealth. But this is transitional. Uh, It may change the world to some degree, but when it comes down to really working on addiction and partner betrayal, it's all about connection. So I'm so pleased to have Tammy Burhouse with me tonight. She's going to be talking about all the programs that she and her colleagues have to offer people on every level. So Tammy, welcome to Sex Helps with Carol the Coach. Hi, Carol, the coach. I'm always delighted to get an opportunity to connect with you. Well, and vice versa. We we have a mutual admiration for each other, don't we? Correct. Yes, we've had we've had a long history together, and unfortunately, we don't get to see each other or, or talk to each other regularly. But when we do, it's always a treat. Well, and Tammy, you are doing such specialized work, and. And I really want you to tell our listening audience a little bit about your background and, you know, the fact that you are this chief relationship officer for Seekin Integrity Treatment Programs. I want you to talk about them and what they do and, and all about yourself and the program. So share a little bit about you, first and foremost. Okay, so the reason I am passionate about recovery is because of what it has given me. So I'm personally in recovery from addiction. Um, I'm a multi-winner, as we like to say. I I experienced addiction. My behavior was across several different um, uh, ways. And what I learned from that was something that the former head of the American Society for Addiction Medicine talked about one time I was in a meeting and he said, there is no S in addiction. Addiction is addiction. And that was so powerful for me to understand that that it's just a symptom and, you know, getting to those underlying issues and supporting people on this journey, you know, is really meaningful to me. So my, my recovery background made me very interested. I had the opportunity uh, 13 years ago to uh, start working for an organization that Carol uh, became a member of, you know, for training. And I made a lot of connections through that, but had the opportunity to finally work. I I'd worked in a business background for, for a number of years in recovery because I'm alive to talk about it and um, uh, got the opportunity to meet Carol and a number of other uh, talented clinicians in that journey. And then about two and a half years ago, I, after my departure from that organization, um, I had the opportunity, I had known Dr. Rob Weiss the entire time uh, while I was with the other organization, and he was just building what has now become a Seeking Integrity, uh, which I love the name, and um, he had this vision for this online platform, which is uh, sexandrelationshiphealing.com. What I did not know when I hitched my wagon to him was what all the journey would entail. I don't think any of us ever really know, but I was willing to go on that journey. Um, he had an, a vision for an online platform. He wanted, He's a social worker, and he wanted very much to have resources be available for free you know, to anyone, anywhere. And uh, the work that has gone into that to create the resources that are available to anyone, anywhere, um, online for free, uh, it has just has been a journey of love and an adventure. So 
Um, my personal reco- the short version is my personal recovery makes me passionate about being able to provide resources for anybody who is willing and able to, um, to look at themselves and wants to be on that journey. We do have a, a treatment program, and part of my job is also with that treatment program, I have the opportunity to talk to, uh, I get the calls from betrayed partners, from addicts that are looking for help, and I don't think there's a better program for men with sex addiction, intimacy disorders, or co-occurring sex addiction and chemical dependency than the Seeking Integrity program. So it is my honor and privilege to be able to serve in that capacity. Oh, and I really appreciate the people you work with, too. I mean, Rob Weiss is a genius. He's brilliant, and um, he's gotten his doctorate in in sex education, and he has really made it his mission to normalize um, a pro-dependent stance for people that love addicts, no matter what addiction or mental illness they have, and then... Dr. David Fawcett, I mean, he is just amazing when it comes to his expertise. And those are really two very specialized um, colleagues that work this program. Now, you've got two different names here, and so I wanted you to describe, you said Seeking Integrity, you love the name of that, and that is... If you ever wanted to contact anybody, they could go to www.seekingintegrity.com. But then you also have sexandrelationshiphealing.com. So what is the difference between the two of those? Great question. So Seeking Integrity is really the treatment aspect. So we have information about the treatment program, but also the workshops. We offer a couple Healing from Betrayal workshops. So all of that information will be on the Seeking Integrity site. And then sexandrelationshiphealing.com, all spelled out, it's long, um, but sexandrelationshiphealing.com is the site that has all the free resources, such as webinars, uh, podcasts, drop-in groups, blogs, all of that content that is the free resources, free supplemental support for both the addict and the partner. So that's the difference. One is absolutely all the free resources available. And let's face it, you and I both know when somebody is ready to get help for their addiction or if you're dealing with a partner who wants to get help for her her spouse or his spouse, they go for the resources to try to figure out what would be the best journey. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's anybody in this business that offers as many resources as uh, sex and relationship healing. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll take it back a step further. Uh, I get the calls from the partners who are shell-shocked as they just had discovery. And when you're trying to look for information, and there's so much stuff out there that isn't reliable. So as you just mentioned, we have two experts. We actually have more on the team, but but Dr. David Fawcett and Dr. Rob Weiss are world-renowned experts. They teach other therapists you know, outside the U.S. as well about, you know, about this particular issue. And so you have information that is relevant and, and, and as factual as possible 
on the site so that as you're trying to get information and just understand, you know, what you're up against, what's happened, how could he or she do this, you know, all of that in questioning time, you know, we have resources that will help support you in your journey from the, you know, from as soon as you have discovery, you know, on to, you know, now we're in recovery and we're on a healing path. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I'm wondering, Tammy, um, I've had a lot of clients that have come to me and they said, you know, they were looking for some help and they talked with Tammy. And so you really, as I, I mean, as chief relational officer, you get people to the right places, whether that's a fee for service or free resources. And so how do you make that determination? Do you, do you really kind of do an assessment or can they, can they tell? Well, you're right. I do. I'm the person that answers the phone, uh, not 24 seven, though. Sometimes it feels like it. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. I've been in the field a long time. I've paid attention to the people like yourself who have really um, wanted to understand and learn. They weren't just looking for the initials behind their names. And so when people are reaching out to me, often they're looking for a therapist in their area. They're looking for resources, whether it's online or not. We have people that are in, in remote countries where there are no resources or in rural parts of the U.S. where, again, there aren't support resources. So I try to help them find, um, I, you know, I listen to hear what's going on for them and find out what they're looking for. And then I try to give them some options of like, you know, this is an online group. And I always give them the free resources that are on sex and relationship healing so that they can plug into those I mean, really any time of the day or night. Um, but I, I want them to have the right fit. I mentioned that I like the name Seeking Integrity. We very much hold up being integrous in our dealings. We don't take every client. We're not the right fit for every client. So if I'm making a referral out, I try to do that with integrity and make sure that they're going to get the help that they really need, you know, if that isn't us. And chief relationship officer, I have to tell you, like that, that um, title was pitched to me. And I was like, I've, I had not heard of that title before. Apparently it's a real thing, but I thought that's a perfect thing for me because I love helping people connect with other people, find the right um, resources. I think I'm a very good hub person, you know, meaning, you know, like I, I know I have referred people to you, Carol. And so I think I've been able to go, this person could really benefit from connecting with that person or with that organization. Uh, so I thought chief relationship officer probably was the right title. Well, absolutely. And because you have worked for several big name um, organizations, and I've actually gotten to work with you now with all three of them. You really yes. have your finger on the pulse of the professionals in the treat sex addiction, the professionals that treat partner betrayal. And now, I mean, this is one of the greatest resources available. So for our listening audience, if they're just new to this process, I'd like for you to kind of go into um, some of the differences, for instance, what's the difference between a webinar and a drop-in group? Because 
as I understand it, you offer both. Correct, we do, and and they are their similarities and differences. So, so what a webinar is, is I just completed one with Dr. Rob, and that means that there is someone on that is uh, talking about a topic, uh, and it is shared in a uh, in a manner where you can ask questions anonymously. Participants are you know, are listed on the side, and those of us who are managing the process can see that, but other people can't. Um, so it provides a safe platform, and those are recorded. It provides a safe platform to get information from from the, the host. So Dr. Rob, Dr. David, we have John Taylor, we have a series on Wednesday mornings. We, we, have, we have a lot of content. And then um, we have drop-in groups. Now that's very different. So a drop-in group is where um, we offer a safe, supported environment that is not recorded. It, we use the Zoom platform and people can, we, we hope that they will connect and they will connect with their cameras on and with their, they don't have to, and with their um, audio. And it's a support environment, so a betrayed partner, a, an, a female sex and love addict, a male partner, Cruise control is for uh, 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 someone who identifies as a gay addict. So we have all of these different. We have a group called the Old Lady Posse. I got to tell you about that one. For we had a, a group of partners who were of a certain age. I won't say the age, and who were not going to leave their person, or they were, but they didn't have kids at home. They were in a different place than someone who is a young married who just discovered you know, the betrayal, and they, they wanted an old lady posse, and they insisted on that name so that they could not only uh, support each other but also have accountability. So that one was just a little bit different. But the point was uh, tw- with the, the uh, drop-in groups is that there is a moderator who keeps it a safe space, but it's an opportunity for people who identify as part of that group. So if it's a male betrayed partner group, there won't be any females on there. If it's the female sex and love addict group, there won't be any males on there. If it's a men's group, same thing. So if you identify as part of that group, the moderator holds the space to keep it a safe space. Um, But it is an opportunity for you to get support and give support, not recorded um, and very different from the webinar, though you can find both of those on our platform. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. Yes, it's just, and I happen to know one of my good colleagues runs a drop-in group for professionals that are in recovery from sex addiction. And so, obviously, he gets to moderate the group, and he makes sure that that it is just professionals and, and is the gatekeeper for that, correct? Correct, yes. Yes, we have... There's a there's a bit of information that is read at the beginning of the group so that everybody understands, you know, what the rules are. And we say this is not therapy, this is not 12-step, but, but it is a safe space, and here's how we hold the safe space. So if somebody was, um, was doing or saying something inappropriate, it, you know, it, I mean, it would be called out, but there's a chat feature, and it would be identified, and, and actually the moderator can mute and remove people if they really were. We haven't had to have that happen. Um, I mean, things have, people have behaved, I think, because they're so grateful for the resources 
um, that you know they understand that this is this is a gift. I mean, there's a, there's an expense to this platform, and it's all offered at no expense to those joining. Yes, and I know it really is a gift, and it is a virtual gift where there's connection when you, A, don't have connection in your own city, town, country, state, providence, whatever. And it's also a way to get to know people um, and then connect with them further in an individual way after the fact. I mean, I've talked to a couple of different um, clients who used each other for support but met each other through the drop-in groups. So, I mean, it really is. You can be as connected as you need to be. And for those people that they want the connection of the group, but that's it, then that's what they get. Well, and we have people that, you know, like before before this, um, the, what we have going on right now, but there were people, you know, if you're, if you're a mom and you just tuck the kiddos into bed and now you've got time, you can go connect, you know, with this drop-in group where you might not have been able to run out to, you know, wherever, you know, and, and like you said, you know, there aren't always resources. So if, you know, if you had to go drive 45 minutes to go get to this meeting, now this is a place where you can, you know, you can sit with your cup of tea and, you know, and connect. Blames some about the webinars. Now, I got a question for you. Is there sure. an opportunity to view the webinars if you can't make a live session? Yes, all of those are recorded. Again, because we do not um, have anyone visible and we ask the question, uh-huh. so if somebody shares a question, if they identified exactly where they were or gave any kind of information out, we generalize it and answer those. So on our on our sex and relationship healing.com site under resources, there are previously recorded uh, so all of those are captured so that people anywhere can you can binge watch those if you want. But we also, after they roll off that uh, site, they are housed on YouTube. So we've had a number of people who have actually found us searching through YouTube and and then found the live webinars because they found originally the previously recorded ones. But there's some great information, and we're working on creating a better, like a channel, so that you can better identify. Like Dr. David Fawcett did a, a podcast, I mean, I'm sorry, a webinar a while back on resilience. And I thought, what a great one right now for, you know, everybody. And so I'm going to find that one, and I'm going to re-promote that one. But, you know, you'll be able to find content if you're looking for something you know, on a particular subject, you know, we're going to have a better way of helping find that. But right now, I kind of go with there's great content, and you know, you can fast forward if you, you know, if something isn't relevant. But you know, with all of these, it seems like there's always something that I learn. You know, and and uh, I, you know, I think that there's opportunities to glean some information. Well, absolutely. And so again, if people want to get more information about the webinars. You, you reference the fact that they might have found them on YouTube, but they can go specifically to which site? Sex and Relationship Healing? Sex and Relationship Healing.com. And there's a button to the right that says Resources. Mm-hmm. And, and under that, you will see previously recorded 
webinars. There's so much content on that site, and you could honestly spend hours just, you know, kind of looking around. But, but that's how to find the previously recorded. Um, and there's a video library. I mean, there's a lot of content on there. Well, that's super exciting because I love the fact that people can get free resources. And, and so I want to ask you, um, you obviously – well, Dr. Rob does podcasts, and he does it on Correct. sex, love, and addiction. And so what are those podcasts like? What can somebody expect if they go uh, and listen to his podcast? So I think the easiest way to find the podcast is, again, on sexandrelationshiphealing.com because it shows all okay. the platforms. It's available on Stitcher, iTunes. Spotify, Android, I mean, so all the platforms are listed. Further, we've taken um, the opportunity to put the podcast recommended for addicts, recommended for couples, recommended for partners, and we even have some recommended for LGBTQ. So we've kind of refined that so you can, rather than being overwhelmed with, you know, where do I start? This is a, a good starting place. That said, he has um, over 70 um, podcasts that have been recorded. Uh, he's had over 350,000 downloads on those. I just checked today, so it, that was interesting to note. But but there are a number of topics. You have been a guest on his podcast series, but we have a variety of topics, like Dr. Stan Tatkin did one called We Do, which I've recommended for anybody who's in a relationship. It's just good relationship information. But there are some that are specifically geared towards the trade partners. There are some for female sex and love addicts. I mean, the, it, the variety is is just amazing. And he's had had very interesting um, guests talking about such a vast uh, degree of topics that you, you know, again, you just learn more information as you as you go through. And I think going back to what I said earlier, if you just have discovery and you're sitting there going, I don't even know what to do, you know, this is how you can educate yourself and get good information to know, you know to have a better idea of what the next step would be, what you're dealing with versus, you know, just being shell-shocked. Yeah, absolutely. And so... Obviously, again, they're broken down into subjects. I mean, how Correct. does somebody who, yeah, who is a porn addict um, differ from partner betrayal? I mean, how will they know? Yes, and we talk about that. So, so we have a podcast, you know, on porn addiction, and and, and it is different. And um, you know, and even when we have the um, drop-in groups for partners, they've talked about. You know, they, and I hope to have one eventually for betrayed partners of, and I hate to use just, but just porn addicts because, you know, they do feel a little different. And I, you know, I know that they are able to engage in, and find the similarities, but eventually as the site continues to grow and we add more resources, I'd like to be able to have that. But, but all of those, um, all of those uh, components are in a podcast or will be. I mean, he continues to record those. So stay tuned. There will be even more. In fact, we're adding one more series. We're going to take some information that has been on the webinars and kind of condense that down. And, and there will be a new podcast series, hopefully within, hopefully by the end of April of this year, we'll have that available 
um, as, you know, as another rolling podcast series for people to get more information. Okay. And so, you know, it seems like you have your fingers in all the different areas and, and there is even a treatment center that's involved in seeking integrity. Is there not? Yes, and honestly, I, I'm so proud of that. Uh, the the treatment program is Seeking Integrity Los Angeles. We've had people come from all over the world. Of course, right now it's a little different. We are still open for business. We've just modified the protocol. Um, we're doing risk management, but it's a minimum of 14 days. It's a treatment center for men with sex addiction, intimacy disorder, which means relationship issues or co-occurring sex addiction and chemical dependency. And those amazing clinicians that we mentioned, Dr. Rob Weiss and Dr. David Fawcett, are not just figureheads on the website. They are actually doing clinical work with each of the clients. When uh, in a normal setting, we have eight beds. Right now we're modifying it um, a little bit. We want to keep the census down, so we manage, we're managing those things. However, fortunately, you know, clients continue to understand that addiction, regardless of COVID, regardless of COVID-19, you know, addiction is really negatively impacting their lives and their relationships, and um, you know, they're reaching out for qualified help. So, um, I, you know, I, it's such a unique program. I think, I think where we really shine is the assessment and you know the clinical aspects. There are other programs, and I think if you sit within um, there, uh, within a certain type, you know, you can do very well with that. But I think we're so excellent at individualizing the treatment so that the, the clients get, you know, the unique experience that they need to heal their wounds. I mentioned earlier that, you know, addiction is a symptom, and we really want to get to those underlying issues so they aren't doing just the, okay, I was acting out with this, and now I'm going to act out with that, and, you know, just kind of running through all the various forms of addiction. And that's what our clinical team is able to do. Well, okay. And so some I get that the this is unusual time, so I'm not really talking about during COVID-19, but if somebody came to the center, they would be assessed to see if it was appropriate for them to be part before of the center. Before they even arrive. Yeah, we actually do oh, four really? to five hours of assessment before they arrive because we, in our integrity, want to make sure that they are a fit for our, you know, our treatment. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we really are looking at assessing each client on a holistic basis before they arrive. Okay, and so then they actually are in treatment, and is there a specific amount of days that they're in treatment for? I mean, 30 days, yes. two weeks. Well, yeah. okay. it's typically 14 days. Most of the time clients arrive on a Sunday and are with us until at least the second Saturday. And I'm going to put the caveat in here that if they're arriving for co-occurring chemical dependency and sex addiction, and that could be alcohol, that could be stimulants, opiates, we, cannabis, uh, we even had steroids. And so um, if they're using some chemical substance along with the sexual acting out, those clients are typically with us 21 or even 28 days. They just need more time. 
We've also had some clients that have had, you know, a high level of trauma and have the ability to stay with us a little bit longer. But the, but the 14 days is a minimum, and many, many of the clients do very well, you know, with that 14-day period. So if it's – and I, again, hate to use just sex addiction, but if there aren't co-occurring um, chemical issues, those clients, 14 days – the the treatment and assessment is so comprehensive that they do very well in 14 days. Well, that's amazing. And you and I both know that there's almost always at least two co-occurring addictions going on at the same time, you know, whether it's a, another process addiction like food addiction or gambling or spending and then, of course, drug, alcohol, um, but you said something earlier. You said that this program, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this program meets the needs of sex addicts and also, did you say sexual um, intimacy issues or oh, anorexia? Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Rob and I, well, Dr. Rob and I have talked, we've had some that you know, are more on the you know, anorexic or, or you know, sexually not acting out um, you know, and porn addicts and um, so Dr. Rob and I had a conversation because I said, I think every addict, regardless of what they're acting out is, whether it's alcohol or whatever, has an intimacy disorder, you know, an attachment disorder. And he, he agreed, you know, we have no research to, to base that on. But, you know, the, the, if we're, as an addict, using um, our acting out behavior to escape from emotions and vulnerability and everything, that's an intimacy disorder. You know, we're not attached in a healthy way to other people. I mean, that's why, you know, we have all these connection points because we're helping these um, addicts build the vulnerability, the skills to be able to connect in a healthy way, have empathy for others. You know, all of those things that for me as an addict, I, I didn't, I didn't have those. I didn't get the, I didn't get the recipe on that. So, so I had to learn that in recovery and it was, difficult, but I fortunately had, you know, a treatment and I had, you know, people in the 12 step program and things like that, that helped me learn to do that. And that's our goal. Like I mentioned earlier, we want to get to those underlying issues so they aren't just switching. And you're, you're right. You know, a lot of them do have something else. Um, but if we're addressing those underlying issues, they don't have to go act out in all of those ways. You know, we have had, you know, we don't treat it as a primary, but we've had guys that have had eating disorders or, you know, and or spending issues and, you know, all of the host of things. Um, you know, I, I really do think they're broken and they, they come to us broken. And Dr. Rob used this analogy the other day and I, I remembered it and loved it. But he said, you know, if, if we look at our clients as broken glass, he said, we aren't super gluing all the pieces back together again, but he said, we're laying them out in the pattern so that when they go back, you know, they, they have the plan on how to continue to put those pieces back together again. And you mentioned something really important about prodependence. All of our work is done in a prodependent alignment. That, you know, Dr. Rob does a lecture with the clients and he talks about prodependence, that their loved ones, you know, recognize that they're broken, but still love them. And wow, is that a gift? Rather than, you know, perpetuating the shame, even for the addicts, you know, it really flips the lens you know, on that. But we never, Dr. Rob just did his, his live webinar and he had a partner on 
Um, and he was saying it, it doesn't matter what you did or didn't do. You know, the, the addict can choose not to act out. They had a choice. So it's never the partner's fault. They're not codependent. They're not part of the problem. They're not enablers. You know, can they have better boundaries that is, or keep them safe? Can they do things differently? Sure. But they're not at fault. They're not to blame. And so we really look at even our treatment program you know, from that lens. We support the loved ones, the partners, the spouses, you know, in the, as their addict is in treatment with us from that lens. Okay, and so then tell me, once they finish what probably is going to be a two-week program, then how do you how do you find them aftercare? What ends up happening? Great question. We don't have a pre-printed aftercare plan for each of the clients that comes. They help create mm-hmm. their aftercare plan. Someone who has young children at home and maybe wants to, you know, help coach the t-ball team. Great. You know, somebody who's retired, you know, and they're in a very different place, their aftercare plans are going to look very different. So we help them if they have a therapist. Some of them come to us, they're referred by their therapist, and we work in conjunction with that therapist so that um, that, that, that everyone's on the same page with the recommended aftercare plan. Um, it, and it probably will involve, you know, therapy. If they don't have a therapist, we help them find the right resource. We have an alumni program that each week, at least one of our staff, sometimes multiple of our staff is on, so that the guys can continue to connect with each other. And like you mentioned earlier, they support each other even outside. So there's there's a planned meeting online so they can join from wherever. Um, and then some of them have remained in contact. So they're connecting with each other and touching base with each other, you know, uh, ongoing throughout the week. We also, like if someone was in trouble, if they're going, gosh, I'm really on a slippery slope, we would want them to reach back out to us so that we can help, you know, go, okay, let's talk about your aftercare plan and, and what that is. There are some clients that need a higher level of care. Well, that we've had clients where going back home wouldn't have been a safe space for them for a number of reasons. Um, and we have done a step-down program at our program. We've also referred there are um, other resources. We don't have anything where we go, you know, everybody comes in and they do this and then we send them there and whatever. It's, as I mentioned earlier, very individualized so that we're addressing the needs of that client and hopefully having them be on a plan and path for recovery, successful recovery. We don't want it to be that they relapse and keep returning. We haven't had that with anybody. We want it to be that we have given them the, the tools to be successful in recovery and the support so that if they're at all floundering, that they know that they can reach back out and we'll help them, we'll help write them so that they can get on the path again. Okay, well, that totally makes sense. And you know, I know that I was reading something that you had um, sent to me that you said addiction kills an average of 241 people per day, every day. And so we're yeah. talking about, you know, something that is occurring, and it's not because of of a pandemic, but I do say, right. when we're talking about sex addiction, I say, this is 
it's only going to get worse. And so we are pioneers in this field, and we're making yeah. great headway. Now, I'm curious, with COVID-19, with that pandemic occurring and that increased, increased need for online counseling, consulting, and coaching, do you offer that? We are we are starting to um, have the opportunity for people who are kind of going, I think I might have a problem, we'll have some opportunity for people to have a consultation and kind of be able to gauge, I would say it's a little bit of an assessment and consultation. So, you know, they could choose to work with Dr. David, you know, if they have co-occurring, um, you know, he's an expert in the field of chem sex, so the co-occurring sex and chemical addiction. They could work with Dr. Rob, they could work with the staff. And our goal with that, with that would be to give them a, a plan. And that may be, okay, you're, you know, we recommend that you um, go work with the therapist and we help them find a therapist like you, Carol, you know, that they can work with mm-hmm. and you um, locally or online. And then, um, you know, it may be that we go, gosh, you know, with what you're sharing, you know, we do recommend a higher level of help. And if we think that seeking integrity is the right fit, we certainly would, you know, recommend that. And if they wanted other choices, we would absolutely give them that as well. You know, but I, I, I really don't see that residential treatment can be replicated online. So I think that there will be support and, um, uh, you know, I think the coaching and everything that we're doing right now that's different. My 12-step meeting has never been online, and I went to my, my little one that I like to go to normally, you know, at noon. I went to it online because that's where we're at with it. But, you know, so in this interim period, there will be resources so that, you know, we can support each other and, you know, and move forward with recovery rather than um, being stuck in the addiction. Okay. And last question, you know, how do you view the future of addiction treatment and recovery? I, I made it sound like I do think is, it's an epidemic and it's only going to get worse. But what do you think about the future of addiction, recovery, and treatment? You know, I, I was, my daughter-in-law is an ER doc, and she said right now, um, you know, there are people that have 20 years of sobriety and that are ending up in her ER because they're relapsing. And I think that's tragic. Um, and unnecessary because I think that there are support resources out there, you know, like this is, you know, this, this, if I'm connecting and doing positive things through my recovery, I'm living in my recovery rather than living in my addiction. I think that there, I, I think, like you said, addiction will continue to get worse. We have lots of opportunities, you know, when like porn addiction, I don't even think that was a thing when I was growing up because it was Playboy magazines, et cetera. You know, now every kid has, you know, has a phone and they're finding it younger and younger. So we have to, as a recovery community, as professionals, have the resources to be able to support, you know, all of the people that are going to need help. Some of them, you know, being on free you know, resources is going to be enough to support them along with 12-step or whatever. But many of them, you know, I really do, uh, you know, believe and understand that, you know, addiction is a mental health issue. And so if we look at it from that as a chronic mental health issue, I think uh-huh. that we need to have the resources for 
everyone that, you know, because it costs our society billions of dollars every year to address the ramifications of the addiction. So if we could support it in a very different way, how much better would that be for everyone? If, you know, if we can help families, you know, heal, how awesome is that? Well, absolutely. And so obviously I already said my piece in that um, I think people want to move back to face-to-face, although there will be some people that will really like what the pandemic has, has afforded them, an opportunity for technological online telehealth. What do you yes. think? Do you think that the current – you yes? <laughs> well, I you think, do I think, think it's that, going to be both. No, I, I mean, I'm – as soon as I can go back to my little 12-step meeting, I'm going back. Now, I'm of a certain age, so that may be more me. If I was 20, I might be going, this is awesome. I'll give you this example, though, too. It was two things. You know, I was talking to a therapist, and she and I've had a couple therapists say, you know, my clients are just not willing to engage in that. They like the safe space that my office provides, and I get that. And then my um, daughter-in-law took our granddaughter to go play soccer on a very big open soccer field, you know, so she was just going to go kick the ball around. And she commented that she pulled up and all the high school kids had their cars pulled together um, uh, in a way so that the trunks all faced each other and they were socially uh, distanced. But they also, none of them were using their phones. They were all talking. They were sitting in their trunks. They wanted to connect in person. And I said, that's really telling. I think, I think there will always be a hunger to look in someone's eyes in the real world. You know, I love Zoom. I do lots of Zoom meetings and webinars. But I think there will always be a hunger to connect in a different way. So I think it's both. I think, you know, I think there's a place for both and great. You know, like we had these online resources before the pandemic because there's, you know, someone who's tucked their kiddos in and wants to connect or they're in rural wherever and can't. So, so how great if we look at it, it not being one or the other, but gosh, we have all of these resources and how best to meet your needs. And I think it's both. Agree, absolutely. Tammy Fairhurst, thank you so much for being with us tonight, talking about two very important, important resources, both www.sexandrelationshiphealing.com, which of course is where you can get resources and podcasts and and um, webinars, and then of course www.seekingintegrity.com, where you can find out more about individual counseling as well as the treatment center and how somebody can get assessed if they need more intensive help. I so appreciate you, Tammy. You take good care Thank of yourself. Thank you, Carol. I well, appreciate the opportunity. Thanks to your listeners. And if you call me, you'll hear my voice. So, <laughs> Okay, and tell them what's your number. 747. Mm-hmm. 747-234-4325. It's on okay. the website. Okay, Tammy. It's on the website. Thanks, Carol. I want to hear more yes. about what you're doing, so keep in touch. Will do. Okay. So that was Tammy Villhurst, and I'm telling you, she is the go-to for SeekingIntegrity.com. And it's time to end, so I'll say what I always do. There will only be one of you at all times. 
so fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. Make it a good week despite the pandemic.